From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun. Scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about the breakdown in emotional intimacy and trust that comes from calling one another names out of anger or frustration and what you can do about it. There's a quote that says, don't mix bad words with your bad mood. You'll have plenty of opportunities to change your mood, but you'll never get the opportunity to change the words you spoke. Mm. Woo. Tell you what, when I found that quote, as I was looking for quotes for the show, um, that one, it was kind of like a little, you know, slap, slap. Uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for us to to celebrate yeah. what y'all are doing in your marriages, to to give you that virtual high five. And, and for those of you that might not be in a great place, for you to hear the messages of hope. Mm-hmm at how others have taken action and been intentional in their marriage. And this hug came from a Facebook message that we received. And it actually ties in fabulously with last week's show, 685, when sex doesn't go as planned. And it starts with, my husband and I sat down this past weekend and figured out how many times we were intimate in 2021. I think we had a goal of 140. At first, I was disappointed. Then we talked about the year. We had a baby, put our house on the market, sold our house, and moved. Mm. We attempted three sex challenges and didn't finish any of them. Side note, conflict turned into so much growth and understanding. We had six weeks off postpartum, and we still managed 94 times. We grew substantially in our emotional and physical intimacy. We developed family who are growing and challenging us weekly. We continued our weekly coffee break. We grew in conflict resolution. 2021 was a fantastic year for us. We wanted to reach out and say thank you. Thank you for strengthening the foundation of our marriage. Thank you for giving us question starters and prompts. Thank you for being vulnerable. That not having it great all the time actually makes for great growth, progress, and connection. Thank you for your work in our marriage. Mm. You are forever a gift to us. That's that's absolutely amazing. I got to give it to you. 94 times. Wow. That's Still like eight times a month. Absolutely. Like when you do the math, eight times 12 is 96. They had a baby. They were selling houses, but you know, like doing all this kind of stuff and three challenges that didn't happen Mm -hmm. the way they thought they did. And yet, did you hear, and this is why I wanted to share this hug with y'all, the growth, the the strengthening of the emotional and the physical intimacy. And, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's what being extraordinary is all about. It's doing those types of things. And, you know, as we jump into today's show, we don't do this very often. We don't usually put disclaimers at the top of the show, but it's really important that we do because this is an episode on name calling in marriage. And we are going to be using words that some of you may find offensive. And if you listen in a place where there are children or where children can hear the show, you may wish to skip this episode or listen at a time when it is adults only. Mm-hmm. That's just, we want you to, to just, we're telling you from the get go, I will give you a warning again when we're jumping into those specific words. But you know, a few weeks ago, I was having a conversation with some coaching clients and the topic of name calling came up. And this isn't the first time that I've heard this. And and we're not talking like, I'm not talking about name calling being like, you know, sweetie or babe or, you know, Tony affectionately called me, you know, would you call me chicken nugget? (laughs) It it got shortened to nugget, you know, but he used to call me chicken nugget. 
and, and now yeah. he just calls me Nugget. But like, we're not talking about the, that kind of name. Like call. terms of endearment. Yes, not the terms of endearment. We're talking about the the names that are hurtful, mm-hmm. right? That names that leave that lingering feeling. Names that do damage. And you know, as this couple was talking about, like I said, not the first time that I've sat across on a Zoom link coaching session with a couple and have heard that they've been calling each other names, but there was something about this time. Mm-hmm. And I realized in that, in that conversation that we actually needed to discuss this within the one family. We needed to, we needed to draw attention to the damage that it does. We needed to talk just like that hug or not the hug, the quote at the top said, you know, don't mix your bad words with your bad mood because you can change your mood, but you can't ever change those words spoken. Same thing and probably magnified when it comes to, when it comes to name calling. Because I will tell you that when you call your spouse a name, they will repeat that and replay that over and over again. Because like we've said in previous shows, and there's even a show that we have, you know, power of your words, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Your words as a married couple have tremendous influence over your spouse. And, and I just want to share, even as we get started, just some quick numbers on what name calling looks like in the one family. Because we asked the question, how many of you have called your spouse a name? Mm-hmm. 62% said that they have. And 57% said that they have. So 50, I'm sorry, 62% said they've called their spouse a name. That's what you said. And 57% say that they have been called a name mm-hmm. by their spouse, which I was actually, um, it's always neat to just see where the numbers are. And, and the fact that this was so close, relatively speaking, yeah. that there's a lot of, one, there's just a lot of truth and transparency. And what it tells me too is that it's happening and it needs to be addressed because there's just a lot of hurt that goes with it. And, you know, a lot of you have probably probably heard that old rhyme that, you know, so many of us grew up with. And I think sometimes still comes out in adults, you know, sticks and stones will, may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And it's just simply not true because when you call your spouse a name, when you, in anger, in frustration, in disgust, whatever, whatever the negative emotion is you have, right? That bad mood from the quote, your spouse receives all of that plus the name that you put on them. And names often become a form of identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as, as Elisa is talking about this, it, it just tells me like you could be having the most amazing progress in your marriage. You're, you're, you're stepping in and you're like, wow, we, we've identified the cracks in our pillars and, and we're strengthening those pillars now and we're making massive strides. And that could be a month, three months, nine months, whatever it could be. And in one instant, when your negative emotions gets a hold of you, mm-hmm. can wipe all of that out mm-hmm. for some of you. It really can. And we have to think about that. Because I've been there. Like, I know the work that Elise and I have done on our marriage over the years. And I know the times when I have, you know, said something to her out of frustration, anger. And you can just see the, the, the hurt that comes and then the rebuilding of going, oh, wow. Like, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so, think, so also think about that. I mean, for so many of you, it's like, all right. If that's coming on, like take a step away, go get get out of the house, go do something. I know for myself, that's something that I do um, or have done. Uh, it's been much better, much better over the years. 
And yet, just know that one instant can really shift all the work you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when, when names get thrown about, right, it, it's like knives being tossed in a room. Right. Mm-hmm. If if, you, if I can if I can really just give you a visual when you are calling your spouse name, it's like it's like throwing a knife at them, it, because it it makes the relationship feel unsafe. It, it breaks down the trust and the emotional intimacy. Mm, like Tony yeah. said at the top of the show, it, it makes you question. If you're on the receiving end, if you're on the receiving end of that, it makes you question your value and your identity. And I will tell you, if you're on the giving end, it's also making you question. And I, I literally just had this insight as I said this. It makes you question your value too and your identity because you're trying to wrap your head. Like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and who am I married to that I would actually say these words? And, and I want you all to know, regardless on which side of that you've been on, that you were designed for greatness. You were designed for right. for were. living a life that is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And I am about, like I'm gonna, I told you I was gonna give you the second warning. I am about to share the words that you all shared with us right? Because we have such a tremendous community. Um, we, at, we do all these polls on Instagram and you all are, are so vulnerable with us. But I do want you to think about the weight of these words and what it feels like to be on the receiving end, even as I'm speaking them. And, and again, if you have little ones around or if you're triggered by language, please pause the show right now because I don't want anything happening in your world. But here are the names that have been used by those in the one family. Bitch asshole, idiot, pervert, moron, stupid, dumb, ass, jerk, psychotic, butthead, spoiled, spaz, douche, lazy. That's not even a comprehensive list. But I will tell you that even just reading those words out loud, you guys, I've got tears in my eyes mm-hmm. because I know it's not just those words. I mean, in all honesty, we have teenagers, right? We've been around high school. Camp. Like we've, we've heard these words bantered about in, in joking by, by people. When they are said in a tone of voice and in a situation that is full of tension, of anger and frustration, there is Mm. such a great disconnect that comes as a result of those words. And we asked you all too, like what happens when those words are spoken in your marriage? What happens when that knife gets drawn and thrown? Because those words cut like a knife. And, And here's what you said. You said it escalates the argument. It leads to more tension. It hurts. It makes me want to withdraw. I feel devalued. I shut down. I was ashamed I had said this. I felt guilty. It ruined my self-confidence. It's destructive. I can't take it back. Mm. Guys, name calling, you know, this isn't, this isn't, harmless. It's not something that you can say, Hey, this is no big deal because it is a big deal. Like straight up, I'm going to tell you, we're going to tell you it is a big deal. If you are calling one another names in fits of anger, because it is breaking down the connection between the two of you. It's a heart issue. Mm -hmm. It is a heart issue that needs attention. And we're going to talk about that after this break. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back, and we're talking about what to do when the emotional intimacy has been broken in your marriage through name-calling. And I want to say from the get-go, if you saw this growing up, if you know your girlfriends all think it's cool, if your buddies are all like, yeah, it's no big deal, stop. Stop. Just because you saw it growing up doesn't mean you need to continue it, right? Just because it worked for your parents doesn't necessarily mean it works for your spouse, right? Just because your buddies or your girlfriends think it's all cool, Hmm. be extraordinary. You don't have to be like everybody else. And my guess is that if you're listening to this show, you don't want to be like everybody else. And I want to, to say that rebuilding trust in any area of your marriage is gonna take action on both sides of the marriage, right? It's what we say in that chapter six of the book that we wrote, the trust factor, that there are actions for the one who has broken the trust, for the one whose trust was broken, and for both of you, Mm -hmm. right? This isn't just like, oh, well, if you're the name caller, like you've gotta do all the fixing. Building trust in a marriage, rebuilding trust is going to take the two of you taking action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't have the trust factor, you can get it free. Just pay for shipping and handling. And you can grab that at trustfreebook.com. So go get it. Because really when name calling happens, there's there's broken trust, mm-hmm. right? Your, your pillars of intimacy now have gaping cracks in them. And emotional intimacy for sure. Yeah, It, it just has this massive... Grand Canyon size crack in it. And we believe though, that you can rebuild the trust. Mm-hmm. You can get back on track. You can begin to strengthen your emotional intimacy and all the other intimacies to have the extraordinary marriage you desire. But for some of you, you may be like, how do we rebuild the trust? Again, you can get the trust factor, go to trustfreebook.com. So, so where do you start building this? You know, you start with that sincere apology. And we talk about this on page 108 of the trust factor. Don't act don't act like a three-year-old whose mom is making them say, I'm sorry. Like I remember when our kids were little and they'd do something to somebody else or they'd take a toy and I, I would like, you know, come up behind them and be like, okay, you know, you need to say, I'm sorry. And they would like, you know, both hands on the hips and just a little bit of attitude. And they'd be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. That is not a sincere apology. It's not. Sincere apology recognizes what you've done mm-hmm. and the damage that has been done and actually it, it, it's it's the verbalization of the desire to repair the relationship. It's the owning 
of your actions. But you have to then become aware of what are the words that are being spoken and the damage done by those words. Some of you are so used to this, and, and this, you know, coming back to the beginning of this conversation, sort of what prompted this show, the, the gentleman that I'm speaking to works in the construction industry. Mm. Okay. Job sites, and, you know, Tony's dad was a general contractor, so I've been on job sites and things like that. Job sites do not exactly have what I would say always the cleanest language. Fair? No. Is that a fair? Well, I mean, when I was when I was on job sites many many years ago. Yeah, uh, and so so there's this comfortability or familiarity with just using words. You know, like people say, well, just it, they're just wordsly. So just words like that, and that's fine if y'all are in agreement of that in the workplace, right? Like you know, I've had people you know in coaching sessions, and you know they'll drop an f bomb or do different things. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I, I've heard it all before. Right. You're not actually saying it to me. So like there's no energy there. But when you use it against each other, totally different. Then we have an issue. Then we have an issue. And just because it's okay in certain environments doesn't mean it's okay in your marriage. Doesn't mean it's okay when it's said in anger or disgust or frustration. And you have to become aware. Like, look, you don't get to just sit back as an extraordinary couple. You don't get to just sit back and just, you know, let everything fly. You have to actually have a self-awareness. Oh, look, that word just flew out of my mouth. I can see the reaction of my spouse. And you know, you know, as soon as you get a reaction, whether they shut down or it escalates or whatever, you know what the words are that get a reaction out of your spouse. And, I, and, I, and can I say something? Yeah. I remember many years ago, Elisa is very even keel. She's an even keel woman. She really is. And it doesn't matter what I would say or what I would do. And this is many, many, many years ago, like when we were rather newly married. And it was just always interesting to me because you you could never get a rise out of her. Like she'd just be like, okay, whatever. And it would, like we would be in arguments. <clears throat> Nothing crazy, but we would, we would be in these arguments and she wouldn't, and I think this is what makes her such an amazing coach is that she doesn't get riled up. Like you can tell her anything and she's just going to be like, okay, look, let, let's address it. As her husband though, when, when I'm passionate about something and she is too, but doesn't show any like, like emotion to it, it would, it would drive me nuts. And I can remember sometimes just throwing words out to try to get that reaction to, to move her to be like, oh yeah, like, okay, I got it. Like th- there's some emotion back here. And yet I didn't realize though too, even though she's not like, like super, like going to blow up and be a, be a volcano, it's still piercing her. It's still Mm -hmm. hurting her. It's still impacting her. So you also have to understand how your spouse also responds to these words. Some Mm -hmm. of you have spouses who do respond and they'll blow up right back at you. And others have spouses who just are sort of like, "Mm -hmm." and they're not going to give you any emotion. They're not going to give you anything to, to like grab onto so you can continue Either way, it's not good. Right. Either way, it's not healthy. And I learned that over the years that me trying to do that wasn't a healthy way to strengthen our emotional intimacy. Yeah, it did not go so well for him. And I am still that very kind of even keel, don't swing strong emotions either way. Although I will say this, just as a side note, having children did bring out intensity of emotion yes. when it came to discipline. Yes. <laughs> when it came to discipline. Um, but after you become aware of those words that are being spoken and the damage done, you have to identify why those words come out and when they're most likely to surface, right? Like what is it, you know, if I can use a word that is slightly overused in today's day and age, what are the triggers for those words to be released? 
right? What, what triggers that behavior? When are you most likely to drop a word that's going to damage your spouse? What are the, what are the dynamics? And I'm not, I'm not saying that this is a blame thing. And you know, well, if your spouse does this and you're, you, you do not have permission to call your spouse a name. Mm -mm. Like, I'm just going to tell you, yeah, don't. I, I don't often give you guys these absolutes, but but I have seen way too many times in coaching sessions the damage that has been done. And this is actually a hard and fast rule in our marriage too. Um, we didn't say at the top of the show, we don't call one another names. Oh, I can't remember the last time. Uh, yeah, I, I... I just can't. It, it, truthfully, I, I can't remember the last time we got to a place where we, we were calling each other names. It's been many, many, many years. I do want to say, though, on the other side of that, if this is something that has been persistent mm -hmm. and has been happening in your marriage, it's emotional abuse, and that's not okay. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not meant to live under those words and that, that harshness. Mm -hmm. And so in these episode notes, I'm going to put where you can go and get help. So if you need help and you have been experiencing emotional abuse, um, even physical abuse because of the words I am going to have, and we're going to have in the episode notes, and this is episode 686. We're going to have where you can call hotlines. We're going to have websites for you. Please, please get help. Mm -hmm. You're not meant to live like that. You're never called to live like that. And I pray that for somebody, this is a word and it helps you. Okay. Abuse is not acceptable in marriage, be it verbal or physical. Mm -hmm. This actually becomes an emotional show, um, even as Tony's saying that, because I know so many of you have lived under these words, or you've, you feel like you can't control them coming out of your mouth because these, these patterns and behaviors are so ingrained. It feels like a rut that you can't get out of. And what I want you to know because I've witnessed it in countless coaching environments, I have the privilege to walk alongside couples, is that you can choose different behaviors. Mm -hmm. Just because you've always done something doesn't mean that you can't choose to do something else. Because if it's damaging to your marriage, if it's damaging to that emotional intimacy between the two of you, if it is breaking the trust, if it is creating a space where your marriage doesn't feel safe, then it needs to change. Mm-hmm. If your spouse is walking on eggshells so they don't set you off, something needs to change. And you can address, like, like there are, like, let me get me wrong. Tony and I don't call each other names, but it doesn't mean that we don't get into fights, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean that we don't go after whatever the behavior is because you can, you can address and you can express frustration or anger at, at a situation or at the behavior without attacking or labeling the identity of your spouse, Right. You can say, you know what? I get really frustrated when you don't. I mean, let's let's use one that Tony has used on the show many times. He gets really frustrated when like I leave piles all over. We have a half wall in our bathroom. And yesterday he was like, um, has this just become like another closet for you? Because there's a pile. like he could have told me in that moment, you are such a slob, Lisa. And I can't believe that that you like you just live this way. Like he could have totally gone after my identity. In fact, he's like, can you stop leaving your clothes here? Still frustrated, but one is about identity hmm. and one is about the situation. Don't attack the identity of your spouse. Here's why. You fell in love with who they are. 
at one point in time, their identity and everything that made them them was what you fell in love with. If there's been disconnect, if there's been other stuff going on, then the two of you need to get help to change those behaviors. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. not about the identity. It's about the behavior. And you need to be equipped to choose different behaviors. Because, guys, look. Don't go after the identity of your spouse. Build them up. Don't tear them down. Build them up. Build them up and watch what happens when you change your words and you stop calling them all of the ugly names and you start speaking to them with words of encouragement, words of endearment. When you start speaking life into them, you will experience a different marriage. You think when you're throwing out those names, you think you're going to get that reaction like Tony tried all those years ago. You think it's going to get that movement in the direction that you want. It never does. It always pulls the two of you farther apart. Calling your spouse a name to get a reaction, to get them to move, to get them to do something will not ever, and you guys know I don't like to use the word ever very often, it will not ever draw you closer. Mm -mm. It it, it simply won't. It's not going to give you what you want. It's not going to get them to move and draw to you. It's going to push them further away. So make a stand. This week, make a stand for your marriage, that you're going to work on this behavior. You're going to say, you know what, we're not doing this anymore. And we're going to get the help that we need, whether it's reading the trust factor, whether it's getting coaching, we're going to do what we have to do to change these behaviors. Yeah. All right. We're going in hard. We're going in hard this year because we want you to have the extraordinary marriage you desire. And if this is you, if this is you, and this is your marriage, and maybe you're not the one giving the names and it's your spouse. If this is you who's giving the names, and you're the one speaking those words over your spouse, I'm going to challenge you to go after it because you can change. You can. It doesn't matter how you were brought up. It doesn't matter what you've seen. It doesn't matter how you've lived for the last 10, 20 years of your life. I believe, and Elisa and I both believe, that you can have a drastic shift that can change everything in a moment. So go after it this week. Go after it this year. What could happen in your marriage when you stop name calling? We do these shows because we love you guys. Because we know that we got to press in in places that others won't press in and won't talk about. And yet you guys are too valuable to us. You mean too much to us. And so have an amazing week. Start with stopping the name calling. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.